On today's show, we've got a very special guest who's going to teach us how to make real substantial practical money with your video content in today's creator economy. You don't want to miss this, an old friend, a colleague, and somebody who's absolutely crushing it with video, building his own business, his own empire, if you will. It's Nez Nation Live, the Creator Economy Podcast. You know what you need to do, y'all. Come on back. Welcome, everybody, to the Creator Economy live stream podcast show. This is a show where we help you monetize your experience, skills, and creativity in the creator economy. What is the creator economy? Well, the creator economy is pretty much the greatest invention since the iPhone. And I think there's so many opportunities now, not only to monetize directly through all these different unbelievable platforms, venues, etc., but monetize indirectly by creating visibility for yourself in this greater economy, building your thought leadership, your personal brand. We talk about this all the time. So you're in the right place if that's your goal. Uh, I'm your host, Professor Nez, a content creator, business owner. I've been doing this since 1555. And I'm just so super pumped with the guests that we have today. So we kind of have two segments to our show. We've got our um, you know weekly live stream that we do every single Sunday. And then we also have these amazing guests, experts, thought leaders, executives, professionals, content creators, et cetera, business owners that I love to bring on the show all to help us monetize, all to help us take advantage of the creator economy. You're going to love our guest. I promise you, I guarantee it. I stake my whole name on this. So stick around. Because when when my man comes on, you're going to be absolutely blown away by what he has to offer. Let's see who's here. Shards of Gaming in the house. Good to see you, Lewis. Yes, that's right. My man, Dr. Elo in the house. Please share this out and make sure you smash that giant thumbs up. We'd really, really appreciate it. Now, before we bring our guest on, let me um, talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that we need to take care of first. And that is, I get your messages all the time. I get your DMs all the time. Nez, you know, I, I hear you all the time talk about the power of live streaming. I hear you all the time talk about how live streaming has taken your business, built your audience, um, done so much for your brand, etc. How do I do it? without, you know, I'm not a technical person. I'm not somebody who is a producer or an executive live stream director or what have you. How do I do what you do? How do you bring these cool ticket tapers up? How do you bring these amazing comments up? How do you, how do you do this? I, I don't know how you do this. How do you go live in seven, eight, 10 different places? You know, we're live on Facebook. We're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, y'all all from one location. That's not anything you have to download. It's completely browser-based and it's the live stream software that I personally use for my business and for everything that I want to do pertaining to live streaming. It's StreamYard. And believe me, I've been live streaming, y'all know, since the 16th century, right? <laughs> and I've tried them all. There's nothing better than StreamYard. And so if you're interested in live streaming, if you understand the power and the effect and the reach and the ability to build real audiences and community with live streaming, but you're not maybe technically inclined, you got to try StreamYard. And I have a free link for you in the description uh, of this uh, video, also in the pinned comment. Get your free trial of StreamYard. And here's the cool thing. Here's the kicker, y'all. With my link, you don't have to put even put in a credit card. Boom. With my link, you just simply sign up, register, takes you two minutes, and you can go live. So what's better than that? So make sure you go check out StreamYard. It's in the uh, uh, description, as I said, and also in the pinned comments. I also get your messages and DMs. Nez, I just got one right now on LinkedIn. Nez, what microphone do you use? Nez, what kind of audio do you use? What kind of 
tripod do you use? What kind of gimbal? Where do you store your, your videos? What kind of website do you use? What kind of cords, cables, etc.? As an Amazon influencer, I'm lucky enough to have my very own storefront. So I've been able to organize everything for you in one simple list. And all you got to do, if you're interested, is click on the product. It takes you straight to Amazon. Bada boom, bada bing. Yes, I do. Full disclosure, I do get a very tiny, it's very tiny commission. But guess what? It doesn't cost you a penny more, whether you get it from me or somewhere else. It doesn't cost you a penny more. So it's a win-win. I get a tiny commission. I can support my channel and you get a solution to your content, live streaming, whatever needs. So it's a win-win. So make sure you go check out amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Professor Nez. Link in the description. Uh, and uh, I got everything organized for you. Okay. Without further ado, who's ready? Give me a hashtag. Yeah. Who's ready for our unbelievable guest. This gentleman is somebody I have so much reverence for, so much respect for. He is one of the most giving, and believe you me, I've been in this industry, like I said, since 1579. And I've met a lot of shysters. I met a lot of phonies. I met a lot of people who don't back up a word of what they put out there, right? I'm, I'm, tell me if you can feel me. Give me a hashtag, uh, uh, feel me in the, in the, <laughs> that sounded terrible. Don't put hashtag feel me. <laughs> Just put a hashtag, yes, if you feel me. <laughs> Nez is going to get demonetized right off the bat. Kevin, we're in good shape, aren't we? <laughs> this is what I love about going live. You never know what could happen. You never know what Nez is going to do. Podcast listeners, replay viewers, you got to be here on the live stream, man. So make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. Um, AL in the house. Good to see you, Anthony. Good to see us. We got some great people. I'm sure they're coming from Two Socks. Daryl in the house. Good to see you. He says he's ready. Fantastic. Good to see you, Daryl. Indians Exposed Investigation says, yeah, yeah, that's a great name for a channel right there. Jasmine's in the house. Good to see you. M. Mason in the house. Good to see you. Okay, no more talking. Let's bring on our guest. Like I said, this gentleman is, to me, in my mind, he's a legend. He is the real deal. One of the most giving human beings, never mind content creators, YouTubers, and business owners, but just an absolute good soul. Aside from all that, he's built an unbelievable business with his video content. His YouTube channel, Two Socks Productions, gets 3.5. Y'all listen to this. 3.5 million plus views a month. If you want some knowledge, you got to listen to this and you got to stick around. He's closing in on 300,000 subscribers in a niche that I guarantee you, you would never expect. So without further ado, Nez Nation, let's give a huge, this dude is in my heart. Let's give a huge, long overdue, warm welcome for my man, Kevin Crawford, Mr. Two Socks. Yo, Kevin, how in the world are you, sir? I think you're on mute. <laughs> As I was on mute, man, but uh, thank you so much. I'm doing well today. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm excited to see um, how this goes today. Oh man, I, I can't tell you how excited I am, brother. And, you know, I don't know if even Two Socks knows this. Hey, Car Galaxy Studios, good to see you. Hey, y'all share this out because sharing is caring. Share it out on Twitter, share it out on LinkedIn, share it on Facebook, share it in your YouTube community tab. That would really mean a lot to us because replay viewers are going to get a ton of value from this too. Um, I don't even know if you know this, Kevin, but um, you know, Clubhouse, everybody, y'all know what Clubhouse is. Clubhouse came out, or at least it got on my radar, kind of the end of 2020, early 2021. And I was very skeptical, right? I was like, what is this app, man? Come on, give me a break. Um, and then I saw a room that was called Grow Your YouTube Channel. And it was hosted by Kevin Crawford, Two Socks, our unbelievable guest. And I went in there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm all about YouTube. I love YouTube. I've been on YouTube forever. I go in there and I'd never, ever been on stage before. 
I've been in listening into rooms and 99% of them. I was like, man, this is, come on, give me a break. I started listening to Kevin and Kevin just started like speaking from the heart, speaking on the real, helping every single person on stage, like in depth. I'm not just saying, you know, he wasn't just saying like, well, you just got to be yourself. (laughs) You know, sometimes you hear very kind of vague general advice, but anyway, long story short, I got up on stage and we connected. We started talking. I mean, I was in that room. My wife looked at me like, what in the world are you doing? I think I was in that room, Kev, for about 10 hours. It was the longest room to this day, I think. And we had all sorts of great content creators and YouTubers ended up coming into that room. And I remember Kevin gave me a a, a green badge and he said, Naz, I'm going to make you a moderator because you're really providing value. And it wasn't one of those things like, oh, you're providing value. The the, the point I'm trying to make, Nez Nation, is this gentleman, okay, I'm going to stop talking right now. This gentleman is so real and from the heart and genuine. You don't see that too often. Most of you guys think you have to be like somebody else to be successful. And I know Two Socks is going to talk about this. I believe the reason Two Socks is super successful is because when you are around him and when you're seeing his content and you're, you're in his presence or, or even in the vicinity, you feel that genuineness. So I don't know if you even knew that. Did you even know that two socks that you were my first, the first time I was ever on stage on clubhouse was in your room. Did you know that? I did not know that. Naz. I had no idea. And um, you speak very well. And of course you did a great job in the room. So I thought you was a pro at it, man. So uh, it's, it's that have you uh, in the room and, and be that be our first experience on Clubhouse. that was insane i mean that was insane and by the way nez nation everybody in the chat right now if you have a question for kevin make sure you put a big giant q okay in the comments and then ask your question after it i got my mods in the house uh who are going to help me with that good to see you car galaxy studios yeah i love this comment right here talk to me a little bit kev what what was it? Cause I love your story, how you picked up that Canon, you know, camera and then things started. What, what first drew you to YouTube and video content? And then we'll get into some really cool stuff about what people can learn from you and how they can monetize their content. But what, what started it off for you? I'm just really curious. Yeah. So I'll try to shorten it. Cause it, it, def- it definitely is a long story, but Uh, First off, I had no idea that I wanted to be a YouTuber. Like I was going to college for business management with the concentration of entrepreneurship. And I saw like people taking like graduation photos and making money from doing it. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a quick $40 or $60, you know, um, by just taking pictures. So I bought a Canon T5 and it was like a $300 camera back then. And, uh, you know, I took a few pictures, made a little bit of money, but I just didn't enjoy it, honestly. So I had this camera and um, my friend and her mom, they were actually cheerleading coaches at a local high school. So they asked me to come and take pictures of a cheerleading team for critiquing purposes. So I was like, all right, cool. I ain't doing nothing else with my camera. So I started taking the pictures and uploading all the pictures in this app called GroupMe. And uh, it was a seamless process. Cool. Everything was straight. But then they asked me to start recording the cheerleaders for critiquing purposes to see like what cheerleaders are saying the words, what cheerleaders are like in unison with everybody, X, Y, Z. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. And I ran into a problem. And that problem was that GroupMe only allowed you to upload videos that were 30 seconds or less. So whenever I recorded a video longer than 30 seconds, I had to trim the video. And so that created like, you know, just a bad experience for me and everybody else. And so I was like, okay, well, what can I do? So it was more of like trying to figure out a solution how I found YouTube. So the options were either I send the text messages to every cheerleader on a team, which is like 15 on JV and 15 on varsity. That's a lot of numbers to have. And a lot of people to text. I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, And then the other option was Dropbox. And I didn't know anything about it. And the other option was YouTube, which I knew nothing about. And so we started uploading videos on YouTube and I would just take the link and then upload it into GroupMe and just wash my hands with it. And we started getting random views. It was maybe about like a hundred views we were average on our videos. And at the time, that's not bad to start off. Yeah, it's not. That's really good. (laughs) I was getting like five. (laughs) Yeah. At the time I was thinking that that's pretty good. uh, They were just sharing the videos with like their friends and family because it's cool to be on YouTube and stuff. But then we started getting random comments and I realized like these videos were public and I didn't, I didn't understand YouTube back then. I thought, 
okay, if you send the videos to people, then they'll watch them. I didn't know it was an algorithm and all of that stuff. So yeah, um, that's kind of how I found YouTube. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah, man, that's, 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 it's, you know, I love your honesty too, because a lot of people are like, they think like, oh yeah, man, I'll just post some videos on YouTube and then I'll just make a million dollars. You know, it's just like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. You, you got to understand, like, unless you've got an editor or you're hiring a videographer, what have you, even the back end of YouTube can be kind of complicated, right? Like uploading a video, having a title, a description, you know, where do I put the thumb? What's a thumbnail? What's a tag? What's a keyword, right? And so, so when you, when you first started out, were you, um, and you started seeing traction, what was it that to you, you were like, wow, this is okay. This is what I need to do. What was that aha moment? Like, wait a minute, this is not just putting videos up. This is not just sharing with friends or what have you. I mean, 3.5 million views a, a month now. When did you start, Kevin? What year do you mind if I ask? Uh, yeah, I started in 2016. 2016. So I started my YouTube channel, I think 2018, 2017, or at least this one right here. Um, fantastic. So we pretty much started at the same time. What was that moment where you were like, wait a minute, this is not just, you know, a, like, cause I think a lot of people use it as Dropbox in the beginning. It's funny you say Dropbox because a lot of people just used it as like a content repository, just a place to store videos. Like, like you were saying, not knowing that there's an algorithm and stuff. What was that moment where you're like, this is bigger than that? Money. So Nez, like, I'll be honest, it was money for me. So no, I no, no. I love that. that. That's what we're talking about. Me. It was yeah. money for me. So uh, in 2015, I graduated from college. So I got my first real apartment. I got all these credit cards. I maxed out all my credit cards. I was in debt. I was only making like 900 every two weeks at my job, like 30,000 a year. My rent was 905. I was struggling financially. So my account would always be in the negatives and stuff. So I was making this content. And um, I think in 2017, I was averaging about $400 a month. So on YouTube and just ad revenue. So I'm like, that's great money. It's paying my car payment. Um, but then I got this mindset. Well, if I can make 400, I can make 500. If I can make 500, I can make 600. So like, I just need to work a little harder. I need to make more videos and make better videos. And so um, I'll never forget, man, I worked at uh, a financial institution. <laughs> I was in back office sales and I used to take my break. We had 15 minute breaks. It was like a call center. And I would take my 15 minute breaks with my best friend walking around uh, just like the well, Wells Fargo building. That's where I used to work. And so um, I checked my ad revenue for the month and it was $800. Oh my God. And I was like, I was listening, Huge. you know, there's no customer service for YouTube. So there's nobody I can call just to verify if this was a mistake or not. Either way, <laughs> you put the 800 in my account. I'm going to go ahead and take this $800 out my account right now because I feel like y'all made a mistake. Because <laughs> I was so used to averaging 400. That's all I really thought my channel was worth. And so I'll never forget, that was the moment everything changed for me. And then the next month it was like $1,283. Next month it was 2,600. So I'm I like, hope. all right, cool. I gotta go talk to my manager now, right? So I go talk to my manager. I'm like, hey, I need to leave work early every day. And he's like, why? I said, cause um, I gotta record cheerleaders. And he was like, cheerleaders? I was like, yeah, look. And I showed him like my YouTube analytics or whatever. And at this time I'm making more money on YouTube than I am at Wells Fargo. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I got to prioritize that. So, um, yeah, that's the moment that everything shifted for me. Though. I'll just try to shorten it up. Yeah. No, 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 man. You're doing fit. I love this because, you know, the, the reason I, I, you know, Kevin can teach us so much, y'all. And by the way, again, if you have any questions for our awesome guest, and I'm glad you talked about cheerleading because I think there's probably a lot of people right now going cheerleading. What? Because I was <laughs> the same way, too. I was like, cheerleading. And I'm, and I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah. And I know you're going to bust some serious wisdom on that because one of the things we always try to talk about here on Nez Nation is being very specific and niching down your channel, not just talking about all real estate, but maybe be specific, not just talking about all business, but being more specific, not just talking about all cooking, right, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I love this because, you know, I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that this is where people are going now. This is where people are eat, sleeping and breathing now. 
And if you can take advantage of that large viewership, and if you can take advantage of the immensity and scale that YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, is the full-time income, the more than full-time income, I mean, this is not anything new, is so feasible. I think most people don't understand how feasible this is, right? So I, I love where you're going. And that was actually going to be my next question was, you know, how did you, Kevin, how did you, where did you and cheerleading come in? Do you mind talking just a little bit about that? Like where, where, where cheerleading and why that niche specifically? Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, uh, Nez, I, I really, I didn't know that I wanted to be a YouTuber. I was kind of just asked to record cheerleaders. Um, so I didn't have no interest in cheerleading at all. I didn't care about it. I just liked I like the girls, you know, I like cheerleaders. They look good or whatever, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have interest. Like I dated a cheerleader in college and that's how that's we, awesome. you know, started all of this stuff. So, um, yeah, like I was, you know, I didn't care for cheerleading at all. I just thought they were just there, they're, you know, you know, cheering and stunting and, you know, throwing each other in the air and flipping. I just didn't pay attention to it. And so, um, as I started recording cheerleading content, I cared more about it. And now I just realized that it's, it's bigger to me. Like I see how many opportunities I've created, not just for like my team members, but also uh, for the programs that we work with. So, you know, we increase like membership and, uh, you know, we can increase, of course, prices and stuff like that, too. If, you know, if you work with me and stuff, because you get so much exposure and, um, you know, ticket sales would increase for games and all of that. So it's bigger to me. It's bigger to me. I got to yeah. continue going and continue growing. So. Hey, let me add one thing too. I've got a cousin who is heavy, heavy into cheerleading. And I think they're a subscriber of your channel. If they're not, get on it now. Um, but uh, let me tell you something. I've seen, because, you know, I help people, you know this, uh, Kevin, I, I consult, you know, I, I do, I help people with their channels. I've seen niches that I never knew there was an, I'd never believe in a million years there'd be an audience for, right? I mean, this is the power I think, you know, they say the riches are in the niches, right? I mean, the power of narrowing your scope, the power of focusing on something specific. And I know the people who are heavy into cheerleading, that is a very complex art, right? It's not just, you know, a lot of people might not understand it. And we always maybe jump to conclusions, right? The things we don't understand. I'm sure you've come to a larger understanding, just like, you know, I have with my gaming channel, you know, in the slot community, I'm totally blown away by the in-depthness and the artfulness and the, the TV gamesmanship and showmanship that's involved in that niche. You know, I've got another channel that we've been growing really beautifully with my wife. Um, I know that the cheerleading niche is extremely complex and it, it's not just, it's not just people doing cartwheels, right? I mean, it's heavy choreography, et cetera, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's what I want to ask you. And guys, don't forget, put a giant Q in the chat if you have a question for Kevin. Um, and then also, replay viewers, podcast listeners, there is a questionnaire form in the description. And if you want to ask a question, if you're not here live, go ahead and you can leave a, a question in that questionnaire form. And we'll get to it and we'll respond to it. Okay. So what did you do next? Did you actually quit your Wells Fargo job, uh, uh, Kevin? Because I think the last number you said, and I don't know if you, I don't want to get too personal. If you want to mention uh, revenue numbers, we can talk about it. That's fine. okay. So, so after the last number you mentioned was 2,600 a month. Yeah. Was that, and you showed your manager, did your manager, your manager must've just flipped out. Did you, <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. If I was your manager at Wells Fargo, I'd be like, are you crazy? Um, let, tell me what happened next. Yeah. So you knew, Hey, I'm not just making, I mean, by the way, I know a ton of people. Let me know in the chat. Give me a hashtag me. If you wouldn't love $400 a month, I would, I know a lot of people would, right? Once you started getting past 2,600, cause I know it probably grew from there. What were yeah. the next steps? What did you do? How did you approach your video content? differently in order to maximize that yeah so uh, man i'm trying to make sure that i'm not taking too long on the answer but i also no 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 man go in depth man this is all you 
Yeah. So, okay. All right. So this was like the summer of 2018 when I was making about 2,600. So at the end of 2018, I was making like 4,000 a month. And I told you I was in debt. I was in debt. So I was struggling financially. So I'm like, okay, I need to get out of this. So I broke my lease. I slept on my friend's floor for four months. And I literally took like the YouTube income and like, you know, Wells Fargo income. And I worked at Taco Bell as a manager night shift. And I paid off all of my debt, right? So I got out of debt and then I, I was like restarted or whatever. And um, I kind of, you know, got my apartment going again and stuff. Um, it took me four months to get out of debt, basically. And so I remember like my, my manager. So my senior manager was the one that I went to to ask, can I leave work early or whatever? And so I had direct reports. I had like a team lead and I had like a supervisor that I had to report to. And they used to do my coaching sessions. But because you know, I showed my manager, you know, type of money I was making. I was real transparent with him and stuff. Like he started to become more interested in me, like pushing me forward in life. Right. He was like, you know, forget Wells Fargo. You're not going to be here long. Let's focus on you as a person. Right. And so he really poured into me. He played a very pivotal role in the reason man, why this I'm manager guy. I've never heard a manager be that cool, <laughs> man. Listen, and, 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 you know, a lot of the things he instilled in me, I tried to, you know, take to my team and stuff now too. So, wow. Um, and I, I talk to him very often. We in a mastermind group together and everything too, still. So. Is he on YouTube too now? No, nah, he's not. He's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not. But um, so he showed me in my very last coaching session, I had no idea it was going to be my last coaching session. He showed me a video on uh, from Steve Harvey on YouTube called Jump. And basically in the video, it was talking about, you know, just take that leap of faith. You know, your parachute may not open up when you first I jump off. I love Steve Harvey. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually it will open up. And so um, he closed the laptop. He was like, Kevin, I want you to jump. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, I ain't jumping. I'm not quitting this job. Only thing I could think about was like my mom in the back of my head. Like, of course. Well, you got some good benefits. You may not quit that job. You know, you're making good money. And so what uh, really like helped me make this decision was he said, Kevin, if you fail, I'll hire you back. And I was like, that's all I need. <laughs> you know, so man, this guy uh, deserves a plaque, dude. This guy man, deserves listen. an award. Listen, the best, the best person I ever met, man. That's amazing. But, um, yeah. And so I took that leap of faith. So on my three-year anniversary at Wells Fargo, April 11th, 2019, I got my three-year award plaque. And I also gave my farewell speech in that moment. And, you know, I just told all my team members that they can do it too. They don't have to be here, you know, suffering and doing things they don't enjoy doing. Right. I was 25 years old. Uh, it was 2019 when I went full-time on YouTube. So that's amazing. And what was, do you mind if I ask what were the, uh, the revenue numbers in 2019? I was probably making like 6,000 a month on YouTube. Then I mean, that's full-time. That's like the median income, in, at least in North America. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Uh, Kev, thank you so much for sharing that guys. Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, like, like I'm so moved by your manager. I mean, I don't, you know, the mentorship and the guidance and the, and the push that this, this manager gave you. Um, I mean, this guy deserves his own uh, Wells Fargo store his own, I don't know, but he should be doing motivational videos on YouTube, man. Yeah. He <laughs> sounds great. Um, so, so, so you quit Wells Fargo, you started going full time in 2019. Yeah. Up until that point, what were some of the biggest sort of hurdles that you faced in really growing your YouTube channel and really growing this into you, were you at in 2019 when you decided to go full time? Were you doing everything yourself, the editing, yes. the thumbnails, yes, the shooting, everything, everything? Yeah, I was recording, editing, you know, marketing, whatever, everything. I did everything. I didn't have help at all. What would you say were the hours you were putting in a week uh, uh, doing all that by yourself? A lot. Like, and I was traveling <laughs> about, I was traveling an hour to the cheer practices and the, and the games and stuff. And I was traveling an hour back home. I lived in a completely different city. The videos would probably take me about like maybe four hours to edit. Um, it, I mean, it, it yeah, it, it took a lot. It was a lot of time, a lot of um, like headache, a lot of like uncertainty. But um, I think the biggest challenge for me was I think the biggest challenge for me was realizing that I needed help, but like letting go of something to actually receive help. And so my first set of employees, I hired three people. I took my 401k. I had like a little 401k saved up or whatever. And um, wow. I hired some team members and wow. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I was just throwing away money. I you hired, took a leap of faith. You jumped. 
I did. I mean, I, wow. I, I messed all that money up too. I never forget. And I know exactly who these three people are. Um, but they didn't stick around long. I remember I had to fire somebody and it was just a lot, man. It, 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 they took a lot of my money. They didn't really do nothing, but it's because I didn't know how to like communicate my vision to them and my expectations to them. And I hired them for roles that didn't make me money. Um, so I learned a lot from that. So that was probably my biggest struggle or biggest challenge during this whole period. And now, you know, I employ, I think it's five team members now. That's um, amazing. Three is in North Carolina, one is in New York, and one is in Baltimore, Maryland. So, um, and do you regret? Off, do you do you regret not not hiring people from the beginning, or do you think you did it at the right time? I think I did it at the right time Perfect. because I needed to be able to tell them what to do. Right. Um, because I'm hiring a lot of people with without any experience. Right, and plus, and plus. You know, because I get this question all the time, Kevin. I don't know if you do, but I get this question all the time. It's like, Ned, should I hire a video editor? Should I hire a, a a graphic designer? Should I hire a social media manager? And like, I don't know. Like, if you have the budget, this is my my response. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you mm -hmm. have the budget, and let's say you're, you know, if you're a business and you know you're established as a presence and and a brand, of course you probably can afford that. And yes, I would say that's a wise investment. Most mm -hmm. of us and most of the Nez Nation audience are like you and me, where we're solopreneurs, we're content creators, live streamers, podcasters, professionals, executives who, who, who don't maybe have a huge team already or a huge company already. We're doing this primarily on our own. You know, my, my wife and I, we do this all on our own. Um, you know, I, I like what you said there. You said, you know, uh, I, I, it was the right time for me. And you, you started off all by yourself learning what I like to call the kind of ropes and wearing the clothes of YouTube, breaking in, understanding the platform, understanding audience, understanding community. And, and that's what I kind of wanted to ask you. And, and I love this comment from uh, Jenny. Good to see you, Jenny on LinkedIn. So motivated by your perseverance and positive attitude. Um, and isn't he great, y'all? Isn't Kev great? Kevin is so, like I said at the beginning, he's just got a great soul. And I attribute that to, to his success. Let me ask you this, Kevin. And guys, please, uh, 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 if you have a question, type a big capital Q and then ask your question after that. Leave that in the comments. Replay viewers, feel free to use the questionnaire form. Um, when you started, you know, increasing and growing your channel. Mm -hmm. We know that one of the most important things is, just like any business, if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. If you don't have viewers, if you don't have an audience, you don't have a YouTube channel. What were you focusing on in the early stages, 2018, 2019, to get that revenue up, to get those views up? Um, no, right now you're averaging 3.5 million a month, which is phenomenal. In 2018, 2019, how many views were you getting a month, would you say? Do you know? I don't know. I okay. don't know back then. Okay, probably half of what you're getting now, if not less, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely half or less. And so, and so let me ask you this, because this is what I, I think is so important. What do you attribute that initial growth to? What were you focusing on besides camera, besides equipment, besides, you know, the kind of analytics, et cetera? What were some things that you're like, okay, I need to focus on this. I need to really, really go all in on this. And looking back, was there something that maybe you didn't focus enough on and you wish you did? Yeah. So, okay. The two things I can think about that I did focus on was like quantity. So I was like, the more videos I make, the more money I make. That's just the formula. That's how it works. I love it. Like yep. the more money, the more videos you make, the more money you make. That's just what it is. Right. So I was like, I need to record every opportunity that I can. Like any chance to record content, I'm going to record it. And any opportunity to take a day that I recorded something to make it two separate videos, I'm going to do that. Like that was my mindset because like I needed to stay afloat. I needed to make sure I didn't go back to corporate America. And so um, that was one of the focuses. Another focus was analytics. So I started paying closer attention. I had went to a meetup in Orlando, Florida. Um, that Daryl Eves had had. And I remember going in that room. This was probably in the 2018, 2019 stage. 
I remember going in that room and it was a room full of YouTubers. And it was like an event, of course, for YouTubers. And he had everybody raise their hand. He was like, raise your hand if you have 100 subscribers. So everybody had their hands raised. He was like, raise your hand if you have 1,000. And some people kept putting their hands down or whatever. He was like, 10,000. And I had my hand up. I still had 10,000. And he was like, 100,000. I was like, I put my hand down. I'm looking around the room and people still had their hands up. Wow. And he was like, 200,000. People still had their hands up. 300,000. I'm like, what? Like, I'm in a room with all these people. Like, I'm not doing enough. Like, they have 300,000 subscribers. I'm not doing enough. Like, and it really pushed me. And so during that um, event, like Daryl Eves talked about analytics and like how to read your data. I wasn't really paying attention to that. It was just more so quantity, right. like more, 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 more videos. And so when he started showing us like average view duration, retention graphs and click through rate and like the importance of the click and how a click is half the battle. It doesn't matter what's inside the video if they don't click on the video. When I started getting all of those principles and like, you know, that whole mindset of like just studying analytics that changed the game for me. I saw him do a lot of YouTube channel audits in front of us for these big channels. So he would like pour their channel up on the screen and they're making, you know, let's say like $8,000, $10,000 a month on YouTube with all of these subscribers and stuff. And he's like, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. You need to focus on this. I'm like, dang, he just ripped it apart in front of everybody. I took that home. And back then YouTube used to show you, they probably still do. They used to show you like the percentage increases in revenue watch time and views. And so I'm not lying to you. Like they were up by hundreds, like 700%, like 999%, like greater than like all my percentages increased significantly because I started focusing on all the things that Daryl Eves talked about. So those are the two things that I started to focus on. That really was a game changer for me, quantity and analytics. And then just trying to recap, because I talk a lot. And then you're you're perfect. The thing that I wish that I would have focused on more was branding. So I had an opportunity with um, where a rapper named Drake, uh, he used one of my YouTube videos in his song on his new album. It's the Wait, same, Drake the Drake? Like the Drake? Yeah, Drake Drake. Yeah, wow. Drake. Yeah, the whole instrumental wow. was a YouTube video of mine. Holy mackerel. Yeah. That's amazing, so- man. Drake's like the biggest <laughs> rapper of all. Like in, Right now, there is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's that's amazing, dude. I didn't real. know that. See, you see how humble Kevin is. Kevin just mentions there's this rapper out there. <laughs> that's like that's like me saying there's this basketball player out there named Michael Jordan. Like you know, you know right. who he is, right? He's just nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, love, you know. I love how humble you are, Kev. Yeah, Good for you, yeah. man. So he had uh, he had used one of my YouTube videos in his song for the instrumental, and so wow. um, I woke up and I woke up to all these text messages and like you know Facetime calls and stuff. And people was like, oh, my God, did you hear it? I'm like, no. So I like listen to it. I'm like, I'm listening to the song like, man, I made it like (laughs) I made it like I'm like, this is really my YouTube video. And then it hit me like it hit me like. But like they didn't get permission, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, it hit me like I didn't talk to Drake or his team at like. Like, so what do I do? Right. Yeah. So then a lot of people start coming at me like, you know, you should sue him. Da, 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 all that. So <laughs> I, I sat down, made a video, you know, and I tagged them. I tagged people in his team and stuff. I sent it to them in DMs or whatever. And uh, I was using a, uh, I'm going to try to wrap it up. I was using an app no, no, called you're good. Community. I was using an app called Community where I can send out mass text messages to our supporters. And um, come to find out, I had deactivated the community number because I didn't feel like it was effective. Like I felt like all the people who would text me, would also be all the people who will watch our videos anyway. So I don't need to remind them that we dropping a video. So I just canceled it. It was a hundred dollars a month and I'm real frugal. I don't like to spend a lot of money. And so, um, yeah, when I reinstated it because I thought, you know, Hey, maybe I need to pick this back up. I reinstated it. And I saw a text message on August 3rd from Drake's team asking me to use the content. So I'm like, dang, like I missed this opportunity. And so I'm saying all this to say that, what I would focus on, what I wish I would have focused on in the past, which I'm really focused on now is branding. Yes. Because if treating I had a branded like a business, treating it like a business. Mm-hmm. Cause I if that. I would have, if I would have branded myself appropriately or like, you know, in the right ways, it wouldn't have been a question as to who to get in contact with. Like they would have not just text that phone number, but also That's they would have so been able good. to find my email address. That's so good. Find my Instagram. You know, they would have known exactly like my face, like they would know exactly who I am. They would know the person they need to get in contact with. So that's one thing that I wish I would have focused on. But oh, man, I love that. Uh, That's so, so good. I love it, uh, Kevin. I mean, guys, 
if you're not taking notes on everything that he just said, if you want to grow, if you want to build, if you want revenue and income, if you want the kind of dollar bills that two socks is getting monthly, um, yearly, holy macadamia nut. Can you imagine? This is a full-time empire for him. Drake's using his content for crying out loud. You have to understand your analytics. You got to understand what's important. You got to understand what gets your videos, the kind of views that you can build a real community, build impact. What do we always talk about here? Impact is always before income. You can't make income without impact. And so Kev is, I mean, sharing some serious, serious knowledge, understand and interpret your data so you can apply that to every single video quantity. You know, I'm so happy you mentioned quantity, um, two socks, because speaking at clubhouse, bringing it right back around. And then I, I want to ask a question from uh, computer pal Inc. Remember guys type okay. a Q if you have a question in the chat, We've got him for at least another 15, 20 minutes. Please type a Q. He's going to answer all your questions. Um, I'm glad you said quantity because there was a person who worked at YouTube on Clubhouse about a, about six, seven months ago. And they were saying that, you know, YouTube won't penalize your channel if you want to take a break. And I was blown away by that because I was like, that's false. They will penalize your channel for taking a break. Um, yeah, you can take a break, not to say you shouldn't take a break. You should take a break, but don't think that your channel is just going to keep growing. It's just not, I mean, your views are going to dip and they're going to dip big time. I like how you said quantity, um, because a lot of people don't talk about the fact that it's not set it and forget it. A lot of people think YouTube can be a passive income stream or whatever. It's just not, there's nothing passive about YouTube. You, if you're not posting consistently, and I also think quantity leads to quality too, mm -hmm. but if you're not posting consistently and you're posting regularly, there's a billion channels out there and your audience will flip on you and leave in a heartbeat if you're not providing. So I love how you started with quantity because that's, to me, that's huge. Okay. Yeah, I, I, wanted, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that really quickly too. So, Please. okay. All right. When it comes to quantity, all right, I want y'all to think about dating, right? So a lot of people don't know this, but back in 2005, the idea of YouTube was for it to be a video-based dating site. So believe it or not, they wanted it to be a video-based dating site, the founders of YouTube, um, so that you can't catfish people. So if my name is Kevin and I want to have a good time, I said that in video. Like you can't screenshot that or like, you know, falsify it at all. I said that. It's exactly what I look like, right? And so that was a great idea, I think. Um, but they realized that a lot of people started uploading random videos and it wasn't videos used for dating. So the very first video on YouTube was called me at the zoo. And so it was a guy, he's at the zoo. He got his camera phone and he's like showing animals behind him. And it's probably like 16 seconds or 18 seconds long or something like that. And so the founders of YouTube quickly realized, hey, people aren't using this platform to date. They're using this platform to just upload videos. And so they changed the, like the whole structure of it to be about video only and scratch the dating, right? And then the very next year they sold YouTube to Google for $1.65 billion in 2006. And so I always tell that backstory. I host events here in Charlotte about YouTube as well. I always you know, tell that backstory because it's still relevant to this day. When you think about dating, right? If you don't show up for that girl, if you don't take her out on them dates, like she's gonna eventually find somebody else to keep her interested, you know? So you got to stay in their face. And then, like you said, Nez, you know, quality leads to, I mean, quantity leads to quality, right? So like eventually after you date her a while, you know, now she'll let you take the fork and put the spaghetti in her mouth, you know, whereas on the first date, she probably wouldn't let you do that, right? Y'all have more of a connection, more of a relationship. You got better with her, right? And so um, just take that with y'all. Like whenever y'all creating content, just think about it as like, it's a relationship with the people. And yeah, if you don't, if you're not consistently uploading videos, if you do decide to take a break, right, um, it's not necessarily that YouTube is penalizing you, but it's the people are finding love elsewhere. They're going other places. They are going to watch De'Ara and Ken now. They're going to go watch the highlights for LeBron James now because they're also interested in I other like the way content. you said that. 
Yeah, outside of yours. Like, yeah, it's not it's not you two penalizing you. The viewers are penalizing you. Yeah, that's what <laughs> which I mean, it's it's all about the viewer, right? It's all about the audience. Just like Amazon, you know, uh, Amazon cares mostly about the customer, right? They don't care about us influencers nope. or or the people who have shops and do live streaming on Amazon. They care about the customer. YouTube doesn't care about us content creators. I mean, they do, but they care all. It's all about the viewer. So I love the way you said that, mm -hmm. man. Thank you so much, hey Kev. Yep. Hey. Are you ready to take a couple of questions? Yes, I am. Please ask some questions, y'all. Put a big if you're getting if you're getting question. fire knowledge from Kevin, I want a big hashtag yeah in the chat. I want a big hashtag capital hashtag yeah if you're getting absolute wisdom grenades from my man Two Socks because I know I am and I'm just like taking notes. I'm just like wow, I love everything that you're saying, Kev, because I think this is absolutely key. In the creator economy, we, you know, I think now, even before people were saying 2016, I think if you started a YouTube channel when Kevin and I did, I think you're at a lesser advantage than you are now. Because I know Kevin will back me up on this. When we first started on YouTube, YouTube was nowhere near the live streaming, the, the presence, the respect and credibility in the mainstream. YouTube now is the mainstream. So I, I love that you uh, I love that you said that. So Computer Pal Inc. has a question. I don't okay. know if you can see it right now, uh, Kev, yes. on the screen. He says, how did you find your niche? You kind of touched on this earlier, but maybe you can um, kind of rehash that. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I did touch, touch on this one earlier. So um, I was basically, I had a Canon T5. I just had a camera. I thought I wanted to be a... Uh, a photographer for colleges, right? Take graduation photos. And um, that didn't really happen. And so uh, my friend and her mom asked me to come and take pictures of cheerleaders. And then they eventually asked me to record cheerleaders. And that's how I got into cheerleading. I love it. Okay. We got another question. That's a great, that's a great response. We got another question from uh, QC Javi. I hope I'm saying that right. Or if it's Javi, I apologize. He says, um, how are you adapt? This is a great question because a lot of people talk about, um, I do too, having an omnipresence and, you know, not just putting all your eggs in the YouTube basket. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your content has some amazing cross platform value. Are you using any new platforms like TikTok? Are you adapting? Are you, how, what's your process like there, Kev? I need to use TikTok. We have a TikTok, um, but it's not being used right now. Right now, what I'm seeing a lot of like growth in is our Instagram side. And we had an Instagram for a while, but I just um, I brought on a team member that is our social media manager. And she's been focused on like um, creating reels and like creating more traffic to go to like our Patreon accounts and um, go watch our YouTube videos whenever they release and stuff. And so um you know, that's definitely bringing us new viewers. And I think it's something that we need to push like for like being on all these other platforms, too, because you're not going to be on YouTube 24 seven. A lot of people do spend a lot of their time on Instagram and on TikTok. So we need to be in a face over there, too. I love that. I absolutely love that. Hey, Kev, let me ask you something now that you're um, I love this comment right here too. always dropping wisdom. I love um, V. V is one of our number one supporters of our YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out awesome. to you, V. Thank you for being here. Yeah, nice to have you here, V. Welcome. Welcome to the stream. I love it. I love the 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 the, the two socks followers are here. I love it. It's fantastic. Deja Denise in the house. What a great name for your channel. I love that. Um, let me ask you something, uh, Kev, and then we're gonna wrap up here in another couple of minutes. If you have any last minute questions, y'all leave it in the chat. Um, okay, Sinov has a question. You know what? I'm going to get to her question. Okay. Uh, yes, you're right, Al. Al says. Uh, Al says this is a masterclass. It is. Oh man, is. Thank see, you, Kevin, Anthony. you always dropping the knowledge, man. Okay, okay. Sinov is here. Says, how do you plan your content and manage your time wearing so many hats as a creator and entrepreneur? What a great question. I love that question too. Um, so, okay, great question. I really like this question. So fortunately, I don't have to plan content. That is a beautiful thing. Um, I don't have to sit and like actually come up with the content. We just show up to cheer practice and we record and whatever they do at cheer practice becomes an episode. Whatever they do at the cheer competitions becomes an episode. 
whatever they do at the outings that they take, we're just there with a camera. It becomes an episode, right? So um, because I wear so many hats as a creator, I had to let some of this like responsibility go. So now I don't record cheerleading content anymore. I don't really edit cheerleading content anymore. I have team members to kind of do that stuff for me. So then I can, instead of working in the business, now I can work on the business. And because yeah. I'm able to work on the business, we're able to like scale and grow 10 times faster than if I would have been trying to do it all by myself. And I probably would have been burnt out by now because I told y'all I started in 2016. So delegating tasks, um, understanding that I need to let stuff go and that you can train people to be in your role or take over this position. And um, Mr. B says something in a clubhouse room that really like stuck out to me. Um, he said that 80%, um, no, so we can only give 100%, right? And he said 80% from five people is better than 100% from you. And I was like, oh yeah, that that's so true. And that's, you know, that's what I needed to hear um, to be able to trust other people to like take on some of this responsibility. So now I have, you know, team members, some might be given 70%, some might be given 65, some might be given 90, um, but it's still more than what I could do by myself. I love that. I absolutely love That's a great answer. Um, and, you know, also delegate your time. Time management is a huge skill as a content creator and a business owner and make sure if you can um, focus on prioritize. I would just add to what Kevin's saying, prioritize things as a solo or what have you. What are the top three things, four things I need to take care of and do the heavy stuff first, do the most difficult um, bottleneck clearing items first um, and you'll alleviate anxiety and then get to the easy stuff later. Okay. But, but tackle those big projects. Um, Kev, we got another great question here from computer pal Inc. And then I'm going to actually um, where this is going to be our last question. And then I'm going to ask uh, Kevin uh, to, to, to talk a little bit about what's he doing now. And he's going to leave some serious knowledge. So stick around. Um, Kev computer pal Inc. Says I'd love to leave my corporate job, but I'm concerned about benefits. How do you handle that? Uh Okay, great question. Um, and it's a great concern to have too. Um, thankfully, like, thankfully, like, I, you know, I don't get sick or anything like that often, like I'm fairly healthy and stuff like that. Um, so like insurance is not really like a big deal for me for real. But when you have a business, you can get insurance with your business. So yeah, it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost some money now. Um, but you can get insurance not only for yourself, but also for your team members as well. So I believe that if you are in a position to leave your corporate job, then you probably are making enough money to be able to give yourself a plan um, to be able to have insurance. So, yeah, don't let that be the reason why you don't leave your job. Just make more money. And and there's nothing wrong because I did this like I was teaching at the university 10, 15 classes a semester because they totally exploit adjunct professors. And I you know, was started my YouTube channel, started my Snapchat, started my website while I was teaching full time. Right. And it wasn't until I started seeing the business grow and grow and grow. You know, I still was, I mean, I still teach a couple of classes. I taught two classes this, I don't even need to, but mm -hmm. I love teaching. And also it's, it worked out for me that I was able to add that to my schedule. And so, and so you don't have to just, it's not just, it's not an end all be all kind of thing. It's not like you have to quit your job to go into YouTube. I would never advocate for that. What I would say, and I'd love to hear what Kevin has to say about this, start it as a side hustle first. Do it on the weekends only first. Do with any free time that you have if you're really committed. I mean, listen to how committed Kevin is. Kevin, I mean, this guy took out money in his 401k. You know, he took the leap of faith. He quit his Wells Fargo job. He, but he, he was, you were still working at Wells Fargo until, you know, how many years were you on YouTube until you were still working at Wells Fargo? Two, three years? Yeah. So I started it. I started at Wells Fargo in 2016. I started yeah. on YouTube in 2016. Yeah. So I so, worked at Wells Fargo for three whole years while YouTube was my side gig. That's right. YouTube so don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make it your major hustle. It's not, it's not a matter of you have to, as a matter of fact, you could, with all intents and purposes, still keep your benefits and still have a thriving YouTube channel. Yeah. Right, Kev? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you definitely can. Like, and now I definitely, I can go to work right now if I wanted to. I have, I have one last question and then I'm going to, I'm going to have, um, one last question, and then I'm going to have uh, Kev close us out. Um, AJ, my man, AJ, who's an amazing, amazing content creator, uh, uh, helps people with their videos, video production. He is he is a, another dude I met in Kevin's rooms, okay? Yes, yes. Uh, the OG of Clubhouse is Kevin. A lot of people don't know that. Um he says, not related to video. My son is on a high school competition cheer team. That's awesome. Who are some people I can send a highlight video to for scholarship opportunities? I don't know if Kevin can answer that. Can you? Yeah, I wish I could. Um, but what I would advise, AJ, thank you so much for being here. Yes, I do remember him from the as well on Clubhouse. Always drop great knowledge and Anthony too. Um but what I will say is just send like whatever school that he's interested in. I would recommend just sending his highlight tapes or his highlight videos to them um, directly. So um, that's what I would say. Yeah, I love these comments, too. We got some great comments from Car Galaxy Studios. The key is not to leave the job before you're ready to. Um, you know, I love this comment from QC. Uh, get a part-time with benefits as you grow the income. Once it exceeds, go full-time. Yeah, be smart about this, y'all. Be smart about this. Um, one of the things I really am against is people saying, you know, your nine to five is killing you or nine to five is a waste of time or your nine to five. No, it couldn't be further from the truth. One of the things I hope you guys have understood with this channel is we try to give you the real deal, transparency, anchored in reality, practical tools and strategies to monetize in the creator economy. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five, y'all. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people who aren't built. They don't maybe have the right programming to be a business owner. It takes it. I mean, you ask Kevin, sometimes I see those numbers and I, I should only look at quarterly reports. But me, I'm always in my dashboards. I'm like, man, we dropped 30% yesterday. Why are we up 10% today? I mean, being an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's the scariest roller coaster of your life. Now, if you have the right DNA and you can handle that and you understand the ebb and flow, by all means. But I think having a nine to five, a secure gig, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And maybe getting a side hustle on the side, getting an extra 50, forget 300, 400. But even getting an extra $50, $75 a month, that could go towards gas, groceries, your, your internet bill, your electric bill. I mean, for the love of God, that's what the creator economy is all about. There's so many opportunities. So it doesn't have to be full-time necessarily, but you know, if that's your mission, that's your objective, and that's what you want for your own uh, freedom, then there's so many possibilities. Hey, Kev, I want to first say before I ask my last question okay. and give me a big time hashtag. Yeah. If you got some serious value from this conversation and from my man, two socks, I want a huge hashtag capital hashtag. Yeah. In the chat right now, Kevin, I want to ask you this. If there's one thing you can leave our audience with, you've been on YouTube for going mm. on, you know, seven years almost if there's one thing, somebody out there, a content creator, a video content creator, somebody who's on YouTube, somebody who's starting on YouTube, in all your years of doing this, what are just a couple of things you can leave them with that will really help them make some income with their video content? The floor is yours, sir. Oh, man. Um, I'm a little direct. <laughs> Did I put I'm, you I'm on a, the spot? <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. And I wanted to really like, like really talk from the heart on this but the first thing that came to my mind is was like you are the only reason why you are successful or why you aren't successful and so like we cannot like a lot of people you know i've come across a lot of creators that talk about the algorithms not in their favor or like you know their content is so niche that whatever right like you have to figure out that way to like turn that thing up like you have to do that. And you are the only reason why you are successful or why you aren't successful. Um, anything is possible. You can do anything. My content is cheerleading. I am full time as a creator in the cheerleading world. Like who would have thought that um, had no interest in cheerleading at all. And this is within a matter of 
like what, six years, just six years taking it serious. And now I can't make less than five figures now. Like it, it, I can't accidentally make four figures now. Like, so like turn up, man, like be about what you talk about. Don't just talk. There's a lot of people that talk about what they want to do. Don't just talk about it. Like actually put that work in, rewire your brain. I think, um, you know, school has taught us to complete assignments. This is something that I used to think about why people said like, you know, don't try to grow up so fast, like stay a kid while you're young, whatever. They talk about how being a parent or being an adult is so difficult. But I think it's because in school and all throughout life, we're taught to complete assignments, right? So like that teacher will put that, that test on your desk and you got to complete that assignment, right? That homework assignment, you got to take it home. You got to complete that. We're given assignments. But in life, we create our own assignments and we're not used to doing that, right? So we have to rewire our brains to create our own assignments and complete them. And that is like, if you could just do that for yourself, not just with a, as a YouTube creator, but like in life, like you will be successful in whatever it is that you want to do. I love it. I absolutely love it, Kev. Um, I knew it, man. It was just been a long time coming to have Mr. Crawford on the show. Um, I, I just want you to know, man, you have the golden ticket anytime you want to come back on the show. As a matter of fact, I almost guarantee everybody who's listening and watching right now, replay viewers, live viewers, we're going to have Kevin probably come on our show again for sure, because we only we only really scratch the surface. This man has so much to offer. He can help us monetize in the greater economy, create real impact with audiences, build real businesses. And so um, I really, really want to extend that golden ticket to you, sir, and just a huge kudos, a huge congratulations to all your success. It is capital M, much deserved. And I just know you're going to keep on crushing it and keep on killing it. Why don't you do this, Kev? Um, tell everybody, you know, where, if you want to, where they can find you if, they, if they're curious or they're interested and how they can uh, reach out to you um, uh, in, your, in, your different, uh, in your different entities. Yeah. So on Instagram, my name is Two Socks. It's actually on the screen beside my name, T-W-O underscore S-O-C-K-Z. I love your stories, man. He's got great stories. You need to check him out on Instagram. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Um, so yeah, that's my personal Instagram. And then my Two Socks Productions Instagram is Two Socks Productions. So Productions is spelled with an S on the end. And then that's also my YouTube channel as well. And then if you like to email me, my email address is two socks productions at gmail.com. Just make sure that socks has a Z on the end. Perfect. Well, brother, I just want to say again, on behalf of the entire Nez Nation family, so honored to have you with us. Thank you so much for being here. And again, we're going to have you on the show again. If you'll, if you'll come back, we'd love to have yeah. you on again. Somebody joked and said we should have a two socks and Nez talk show. <laughs> we should. Let's we should. Maybe we should. We'll have to think about that. But man, I just want to say thank you so much again. And it, it really it was an honor having you, sir. Okay. Thank you so much, Nez. It was an honor. Um, most definitely going to be checking out all of your other live streams. And y'all, y'all are here. Nez doesn't only talk to me um and YouTubers, he talks to a lot of successful people around the world. So please make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel and you show Nez some love. He's a great person. It's going to be a phenomenal experience. I promise you. Just keep tuning into these lives. I personally do myself. So just wanted to say that as well. Oh, that's so sweet of you, man. That's so, that's so sweet of you. I really appreciate that, Two Socks. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll we'll see each other again soon. I know it. All right, man. Let's talk to you All right, soon. Man. All right. See ya. Hey, guys, if you got a ton of value from this show, I'm just so moved by, by Kevin. He He is... He is absolutely wonderful. Make sure you smash that thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. It's absolutely free. We are bringing you brain-busting content every single week. We go live every single Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We also, I don't know how many of you guys are fans of podcasts. We also have the number one rated Creator Economy podcast on Apple, Spotify. All these streams, all these interviews end up on our podcast. So it's just the creator economy with professor Nez 
uh, podcast, and you can uh, you can catch all of our shows. If you're like me, who loves podcasts uh, and love listening to podcasts, the link is in the description and the link is in the show notes. Make sure you follow and subscribe on Apple, Spotify. We're on Amazon Music anywhere. So. I just want to say what a huge, huge thank you to you guys, Nez Nation. I want to do some big shout outs. QC, Cooper Home, Car Galaxy, Computer Pal, AJ Williams, Indian uh, Exposed Investigations. God, I love that channel name. Daryl, huge shout out to all the people here. We're here. Sinov, uh, I'm just so, Brian, good to see you. V in the house, Nano in the house. It's just so great to see you. Deja Denise. Um, so many people, I can't get to all of you, but I just want to say a huge, huge thank you. And remember, guys, if you really want to make sure that you never miss out on anything, consider becoming an insider, a Nez Nation insider. It's absolutely free. And we don't ever share your email. And I despise spam more than anything on planet Earth. So become an insider. That way you're guaranteed when we do go live, when there is any new content, any new resources to help you monetize your creativity, skills, and experience in the creator economy, it's your boy, Nez. I'm your ambassador, and we're going to keep doing it every single week. I love you guys. This is the greatest online community on planet Earth. Not Earth, Earth. <laughs> Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We will see you guys next time. I love you all. See you soon.